From the banks of the Avon, welcome to Black Sheep Rebranded, the place where you never have to worry about fitting in or being accepted. All are welcome. The voice for that black sheep in all of us is Rick Sherwood. Here, he shares his views on today's issues. Everything. Nothing is off limits. His insights come not only from his years as a psychotherapist, but also his many life experiences. Do you have something that you want to hear his take on? Find us on Facebook, where Black Sheep Rebranded. Email Rebecca at rstherapygroup.com. Rick at rstherapygroup.com. Or visit our website at blacksheeprebranded.ca. And now, here's Rick. I wonder what he'll talk about today. Welcome, folks. Welcome to Monday, October 30th. Welcome to the day before Halloween. Welcome to the beginning of the week. That was Time Machine by Water Flame. And today we're going to be on a little bit of a time machine. We're going to be talking about um, life and life over the years and life as we change and evolve. And we're going to be talking about uh, Erickson, Eric Erickson and Joan Erickson, and uh, the two of them are generally just referred to as Erickson and, and Erickson's stages of psychological development. Um, Freud also had a family who were uh, psychotherapists, and uh, so it's not uncommon that, that, uh, that, that people of like-minded minds get together, and sometimes they get together and become quite intimate. And um, sometimes they make their own babies who uh, follow in their footsteps, as was the case with uh, Freud. Anyhow, where are we going with this? Where are we going with this time machine? Well, Erickson, uh, when I went back to school, uh, Erickson is one of the people, as, as, uh, along with many others, who you, know, you, you read about, you studied, you learned, uh, you, you kind of had it... it shoved down your throat and, and served on a great big huge platter and and hopefully you were able to get through it all and, and quite frankly after years of doing this job I understand uh, more and more the the importance of going back and revisiting some of these theories and going back and revisiting the the things that were taught and continuing to be up to, to, to date on some of the newest ideas newest theories that that are coming out and so what we're going to talk about, though, today is, uh, is Erickson and, and his stages. He built on the ideas of Freud. He kind of uh, was a bit of a, of a Freud, uh, you know, cheerleader who, who thought Freud was into a lot of good ideas. And, and then as Erickson went along, uh, he uh, went ahead and he built and, and continued to build on these ideas. And in 1950... I think thereabouts, he published a book um, that delved uh, very deeply into these ideas of development. The ideas of development that Erickson talked about uh, speaks very much about as we age, what are the various stages that we are expected to go through psychosocially? Well, it's no different than when we age and, and we're meeting milestones for our height and our weight and our 
and our ability to learn and comprehend and dexterity. And so all of these things get put onto charts. And then are we meeting milestones? Are we? And, and so what Erickson uh, and both Erickson's wanted to do was to come up with a way for us to understand we are always transitioning through. Uh, neuroplasticity in the last 15, 20 years has taught us that for sure we can transition, we can grow, and we can continue to learn and write new neural pathways. But more important than that, going back to uh, Erickson, there was one stage that he speaks about and what he talks about, and uh, depending on where you go, if you go to um, some places it'll be 19 to 39, 19 to, to, uh, to 40, 20 to 45. But sort of in that, you know, when, when you're done your teens and up to, um, you know, early 40s anyhow. What he talked about was a stage being about intimacy versus isolation. And so when we grow and when we learn and we develop, do we build or do we isolate? Do we build intimacy and connections or do we isolate? Do we build meaningful intimacy? This whole idea um, is, is something that I am constantly challenged by with clients and constantly challenged by just in, in living my own life. The, because I am a workaholic. So trying to balance that idea of intimacy and isolation. How do you be a high achiever and still build the idea of having an intimate connection, an intimate close connection? If you go to the APA dictionary, which is the American Psychiatric the American Psychological Association, when you go to the APA dictionary, uh, the APA dictionary talks about intimacy as a closeness, being able to invade somebody's space, being able to, to get in there and actually talk and, and, and go in for a hug. And, and, you know, if you really know the people and culturally, you know, sometimes it, it's a little bit easier for some cultures than others by going in for a kiss, going in for a hug and leading all the way up to, you know, getting naked and, and having uh, intimate in the way of sexual relations. But intimacy, from a psychological standpoint, is actually just the connection of being in the space with somebody else and feeling safe. And, you know, a buddy of mine called me up on Saturday, left me a voicemail when I was done work on Saturday. I, I gave him a call back and I said, hey, uh, yeah, it's been way too long. What, what about getting together for breakfast? And when I see him, I guarantee you I'm going to go in for a hug uh, because we have that kind of relationship. Um, yeah. Where we go for breakfast, I'm, I can almost guarantee you I'm not going to be giving anybody who works in the restaurant a hug. Simply because I don't have that kind of relationship to be able to get in there intimate and close. And that's what intimate actually means uh, from a psychological standpoint. It's about being close. And so what happens, and I think Erickson really laid the groundwork for a lot of great research that followed when it comes to being connected to people, intimacy versus isolation. So what do we do in this busy, busy, busy world? I have people all the time uh, who walk in and, and they tell me, I'm, I'm, I'm done in, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, uh, I, I've got nothing more to give, I'm psychologically drained, I, I've given everything I've got to give. And generally, those are people 
who have delved in, and I mean 100%, dove in in an unbelievable way to complete immersion. So you have somebody who your, your, your dad is sick, your mom is sick, they go in hospital, and then you're taking off work, you're getting calls at work, you're, you're going every day after work to the hospital, you're trying to make sure that the best care, you're trying to advocate for them, you're trying to do all the things that you need to do. And sometimes these are short-lived experiences, sometimes these are experiences that last months and even years. And when, when you are in a situation like that, you become fully immersed and, and this creates isolation. And it's isolation, again, from a psychological standpoint, not necessarily from a physical standpoint, but you end up isolated because all of your thoughts, all of your energy, all of your time goes 100% into this one thing. When you do that, you can, you can make all kinds of wonderful things happen, and, and that's good. When I was doing my master's, and even when I was doing my BA and my BSW, they were full in. You'd start a term, you'd get on the treadmill, you'd hope that the treadmill doesn't get going too fast. At the end of the term, you'd go, oh, thank God I am done. I get a bit of a break. Unfortunately for some people, they were so drained at the end of those terms they stayed in isolation. They didn't reconnect. They didn't rebuild the intimacy and the connections of people. And so it's one of these, these fascinating situations that we run into where what we have to do is we have to balance out being all in and what is reasonable. So what is reasonable? What is truly reasonable? Well, let me tell you, when it comes to myself, I'm a workaholic. I generally am all in. And so I work a lot. I, I struggle every day to be aware, to keep work-life balance. I um, doesn't matter what job I've done. I've always been all in. And it has created periods of isolation in my world Hence why I have had the relationship challenges, shall we say, when it comes to marriage. Because again, I'm all in. And so then that creates a psychological isolation. My world's a very different world today than what it was five years ago, 10, 20, 30 years ago. My world today, I, I am very much aware and I am trying to always maintain the intimacy of the connection, the safety, the reaching out, the touching, making sure that there's this essence, an essence of safety, an essence of being able to actually make this connection. This is a huge thing. When Erickson came up with this idea, you got to think about this. This is from, you know, when you're you're starting into adulthood, you're starting into jobs, you're starting into real real you know careers possibly, finishing up education, and into the time where you have kids and you have all these other things. All of that requires a, a delusion of you can't do it all. 
but we try to do it all. And we try to do it all at 100%. We try to be in 100% in every single thing. But we can't be. Some things have to give. Those things that have to give are what? What is it that needs to give? Talk to me about it. So, again, when I'm talking about me, you know, when I trucked, when I trucked all over North America, I was on the road 330 days out of the 365 days a year. That's all in, folks. That is 100% in. And despite the fact that I was 100% in 330 days on 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 the road, 100% in, you'd think that that would build a really tight relationship if somebody else was locked in the cab of that truck with you. Absolutely the opposite. Became completely isolated from each other despite the fact that we were never more than a few feet from each other. Because the only thing that we were doing is running. Running up and down the road 24 hours a day, seven days a week, running. Made a lot of money, saw a lot of country, had a lot of good times. But the relationship went into isolation despite despite the fact that we were both right there together. One of the things that's beautiful about, again, as you you age and you you go through this and you keep revisiting theorists and you keep revisiting old texts and you you keep learning what the, the newest journals are saying. And, And it's beautiful Earlier today, we're looking for the music and the sun's coming in through Rebecca's office windows and she's got Yoda hanging there that she's made out of stained glass and she's got this beautiful heart with a kaleidoscope of color. She's got a bumblebee, the first thing she made. And she has this angel. She's made a few angels. Uh, Some of these angels are are quite beautiful. And she made them mostly out of uh, scrap glass, while she was learning how to solder, learning how to foil, how to cut, how to do stuff. And so she's made this angel, and and it is absolutely beautiful. And it's a deep blue that is one of my favorite colors. And so it is a beautiful angel. But I've never seen and I said to, to Rebecca, I said, you know, the angel's fat. It looks like it's pregnant. And And so we laughed about it. But one of the beautiful things about each and every one of those things that she made, she is taking and she's trying to learn, as I try to learn, to create that balance between intimacy and isolation. Again, you can be in a relationship with somebody, see them seven days a week, see them 20 hours out of the day, be connected to them all the time and still end up in a state of isolation because the focus is on one single thing. So going back to the people who struggle with a loved one who's sick, if the only thing that you're doing day in and day out is worrying about a single person, when they pass away, you will fall apart. When they decide to go in a different direction than what it is that you're putting out there, you will fall apart. And so when they decide that they've had enough of medical treatment and you've spent months or years investing into trying to make this perfect, you will likely fall apart. Because again, the only thing that you're invested in is one singular objective, one singular thought, one singular everything. 
And so again, one of the beautiful things is when you look at the stained glass that, that Rebecca, and maybe she'll put a couple of pictures up on uh, uh, Black Sheep's Facebook page, but when you look at these, this is an evolution of a human being, and this is what we should all be doing. Investing in our own hobbies, our own interests, plus building our connections. Because again, intimacy isn't about sex. Often, when people talk about intimacy, they only go to sex. But intimacy is about the closeness psychologically to be able to be in someone else's space and be comfortable, to not feel threatened. That's the true definition of intimacy. And so when people end up in these in these quagmires where what they've done is they've spent this this ageless time going in a circle and the, and they go around and around and around and as they go around in this circle what happens they create isolation they're so busy chasing their own tail chasing work chasing a career chasing a title chasing something and i have been guilty of this I've been guilty of this, and many people I know are guilty of it, because the value that we saw, the value that we thought we saw, was in the accomplishment of a task, getting to the finish line first, getting there fastest, getting there before anybody else got there. That doesn't always build what it is that we need. We're going to close this out with a song by Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne is is you know a, a beautiful Canadian uh, singer and songwriter and and I don't know that she wrote this or not but if you watch the video for this song you will see the heartfelt tears great makeup job great hair job you know whoever did the hair and makeup for the video um, it really does express this this heartfelt need and desire but let's just let's just give this a listen here folks. think about those words folks all those crazy things running through my head you're always there you're always doing just think about that that is what we do all the time people we create an environment of isolation even when we are beside the person we don't always have intimate connection even when they're right beside us Distance, the long-haul truck driver who's gone all week or gone for a couple weeks and then home. The person who serves in the Merchant Marine. The person who's gone for long periods of time. The people who travel for business. Does not mean that they lose the intimate connection. But what you have to do is you have to make sure that you create the connection 
Because isolation, if we're not building the intimate, the safe, the safe place to connect and be, and if we're not saying this single thing, yes, your parent may be sick. Yes, this person may be sick or that person may be sick. However, that one person is not the only thing in your world. We're not talking about being lazy. We're not talking about being cold. We're talking about the need to be there. Just think, again, damn, I wish you were here. I hear those words from people all the time. I hear them from... From people about loved ones, I hear them about their their partners, about exes. I wish they were here. Well, they're not here because we were too busy building something singular instead of building something across many levels. It's complicated, but it's important. So please, don't be like Avril Lavigne. Do not be sitting here every day singing these words. What would I do to have you near? Take the time to build that intimate connection. Have a great week, folks. We'll chat soon. Thanks again for everybody here at Black Sheep Rebranded, from everybody that uh, makes this show a success, and most importantly, thanking you, our listeners, our, our listeners from around the world. We cannot thank you enough. And so please, again, for those who are struggling with mental health, please reach out and and talk to somebody. Hopefully these podcasts have given you some hope and some some ways to approach life a little bit differently. For the people who are simply enjoying the show, we appreciate those people as well. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on uh, Instagram, follow us on social media, follow us on uh, wherever you can find us. And, And yes, I say Instagram, we aren't there quite yet, but we are getting there. And again, please like us, follow us, and uh, give us your feedback. We really, we can't do this show without you, and we can't thank you enough for it. And also, just keep in mind, the show is proprietary, so all the ideas uh, generated in this show and and the concepts that are are out there are ours, and uh, so please, respect them, respect yourselves, respect the planet, and uh, respect each other. Have yourselves a wonderful day, and again, thank you very much for tuning in to Black Sheep, and uh, we look forward to chatting again real soon. Thanks. Bye-bye.